0: Welcome once again to the Turn Outward Podcast, where we discuss how altruism, turning outward, and focusing on others is the greatest form of self service and leads to a healthy and purpose driven life. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. If you can like, rate, review the podcast, share it on social media, do whatever you can to help the Turn Outward Podcast grow, that would be so much appreciated. Um, I'm currently in the process of trying to monetize the podcast. In order to do that, I need 100 listeners in the span of 60 days. We're currently at 40 listeners within 100 days. So we're almost halfway there. We're making progress. So anything you guys can do to help share the podcast and help grow my audience, greatly, greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for um, tuning in and thank you for your support. I'm really excited about today's episode. I kind of wanted to start off by tying in from last week's theme. So last week I talked about uh, a book that I read, the, the Gift of Now, and how being present um, allows us to um, experience a release from suffering, and how suffering is brought about resistance to the present moment. And a lot of lessons that I had from this past week kind of tie into that. And so I kind of want to go a little bit deeper on that subject and expand that as well. So I I ran into another book that's also applicable to this, and it's called The Mindful Path to Self-Compassion by Christopher K. Germer. And he kind of talks about the importance of mindfulness, of being present. And he talks about pleasure and pain and how we often seek to avoid pain and to find comfort or pleasure and he gives the example of a of a lady that she had a herniated disc in her back and so this this disc in her spinal column was bulging out and actually hitting her sciatic nerve and this is a condition in the lower back that's known as sciatica and anyone that's had sciatica or knows someone that's experienced sciatica it's extremely painful as are all nerve related health conditions. My dad actually had sciatica when I was a kid. I just remember him laying down on the couch and just in agony, just in pain, not really able to get up or do anything. And, um, so yeah, it's an, it's an extremely painful condition. And so this, this lady in this story, she goes to a physical therapist and she seeks out kind of, uh, help from this therapist and he showed her all these different movements that would basically avoid triggering her pain that would avoid her, her, her disc moving at all and, and would avoid her disc hitting that sciatic nerve. And so she started to do all, you know, to change her, her daily movements to, you know, to bend and to squat in certain ways and to move in certain ways that would avoid her triggering her pain. And she found over time that her pain only became worse through trying to avoid the pain. And so she ended up seeking out a different physical therapist. And this physical therapist actually gave her a bunch of exercises that she needed to do in order to strengthen her lower back and to strengthen her core. And he said, as you begin doing these exercises, it's going to be extremely painful and you have to be willing to, to face the pain and to embrace the pain and to work through the pain rather than avoid it because over time you're going to be able to strengthen the muscles around your back you're going to be able to strengthen um, your spinal col- your spinal column and your pain will eventually begin to decrease and that's exactly what ended up happening for her she found that through kind of working through that pain and not being afraid of feeling a little bit of pain over time her sciatica drastically improved and she experienced significantly less pain throughout the day and then the book relates this to, to our daily lives and how seeking to avoid pain ultimately prolongs it. The, it defined um, the resistance to pain as the, the onset to suffering, kind of like the, the gift of now. And how we, we need to be willing to face our pain head on. We need to be willing to embrace it and accept it and to work through it. And understand that it, it's a necessary part of life. Um, and this, this really tied into a few lessons I've learned throughout my life. I remember uh, I talked about my mission before on the podcast. When I was on my mission, I was kind of going through a hard time, uh, struggling with a lot of rejection, uh, struggling with a lot of uh, homesickness and just hard feelings from, from being a missionary And I I read a scripture in the Book of Mormon, which is, uh, you know, a really important religious text in in my faith that's comparable to the Bible. And there was a a verse uh, of scripture that said, there must be opposition in all things. And, And I was just fascinated by this verse. And so I took out all these flashcards and I wrote down on these flashcards, I wrote, I cannot experience true happiness if I don't experience sadness. I can't experience pleasure if I don't experience pain. I can't experience um, all that is joyful and beautiful in life if I don't experience darkness, if I don't experience loneliness and isolation and doubt and fear. I can't have virtue if I'm not tempted with vice. I, I I can't be wise if I'm never tempted to do something stupid and... So I wrote out kind of all these different opposites on these flashcards and I realized how everything in life has its opposite. And in order to cultivate a certain characteristic or to have a certain, a certain quality abundant in our life, we need to know the other side. We need to understand the other side of things that we, so that we can truly, truly appreciate it and be mindful of, of what it's like to experience the complete opposite. Um, and this is, this is really applicable to the theme of yin and yang in Taoism. Um, you have two forces, yin and yang, which are oppositional forces, and they work together to create balance in our lives. Um, and we need to experience pain in order to fully experience pleasure. And so I'm going to kind of focus, um, on this concept throughout the podcast today. Um, so kind of recently this last week, um, I experienced a break from school, uh, my my social work program is online and so the semester times are a little bit different. And so for the last, I think my last day of school was just over a week ago, or maybe a week and a half ago. And so I've had a break from school, I've also kind of in between jobs right now. And I actually start my internship for my grad program on Monday, so that's really exciting. Um, but kind of had, I haven't been working. I haven't been doing school. And so I've had a lot of time on my hands and I found myself really struggling with having purpose, struggling with time management and just kind of wasting time, spending a lot of time just consuming media. And we know from episode two that we often consume media to distract or to numb, um, And and so I kind of had to ask myself, okay, like, what am I trying to distract myself from? What am I trying to numb myself from? And so I I thought about it a lot. And I found kind of as the week went on, I was feeling I continued to kind of use my time poorly. And I I started to feel more and more down, more and more depressed throughout the week. Um, And then actually, it was two days ago on Wednesday that I had a really well-timed phone call from my friend Andre. Shout out to Andre if you're listening to this. Um, And so I kind of just voiced a lot of the things I was feeling and experiencing with him. And he shared with me um, that sadness is when he feels sad, he finds that that sadness is often brought about by wishing his life was different than it is. Or wishing his life had gone a certain way, um, and not appreciating what his life is in the here and now. And I was like, you know, it's really funny you say that because I've been reading these these books, and I shared with him what I learned from the Gift of Now and and from the Mindful Path to Self Compassion. And and so we talked about that for a while, and he shared the story of a friend who had just gotten home from his mission, who was a missionary as well for for our church, and. Um, he kind of expected that, you know, after going, missions are very difficult things to do. Um, kind of, a lot of people get home from their missions and they kind of expect smooth sailing from then on out. But he found that he had a lot of struggles within his family. There was a lot of family conflict, and that a lot of his siblings were struggling, and they were struggling with relationships with his parents and and everything like that. And so he had just been. Uh, for the for two years after getting home, he had just been depressed because of all these things that were going on in his family and wishing that the circumstances in his family were different. And um, and then we talked about um, just how in life um, focusing on on wishing how our lives were different brings us away from the present moment and doesn't allow us to appreciate what is in our lives because we focus all on what's wrong. We don't see what is right in our lives. And um, so I'm gonna get a little bit vulnerable here. Um, so some of the things that i found um, after my experiences last week, the reason that I was numbing and the reason that I was avoiding is because I was still dealing with a lot of difficult emotions from past events. And for example, one of those past events uh, actually came back um, from an experience that i had three years ago that still i found still is impacting me um, and so i in 2021 i was in a relationship i was dating this girl and the relationship itself didn't last very long but there was a lot of hope and a lot of expectation from this relationship it, things really progressed very quickly and we began to have serious talks about our future. And I really firmly believed that that this was the girl that I was going to marry. And, uh, eventually the relationship ended. She ended up breaking things off and I was completely devastated. And because I had this expectation, this outcome that, that this girl is going to be my wife, right? That, That we were going to start a life together and have a family together. And then the removal of that, that hope, the removal of that outcome just completely devastated me. And, um, and I realized that subconsciously, even since then, as I've, as I've kind of moved on and I've been in relationships since then, and I've met a lot of people and had a lot of really awesome experiences since then, I still have had this kind of subconscious belief that my life was, was kind of on a, on a certain train track, right? It was headed in a certain direction and somehow. I messed things up and my life got redirected to the wrong train track, right? And I've kind of been off the rails that I should have been on since 2021. I've had this subconscious belief that that my life is no longer going in the right direction ever since then. And, um, and so just kind of understanding that cognitively and understanding and accepting that feeling, not necessarily trying to change that feeling, but just accepting, um, accepting that there was part of me that wished that my life was different, but accepting also that I had no power to change that as well. And there were also a few other things that I found myself struggling with. So um, I started my grad program back in May, and I actually ended up moving back home um, to my parents' house, where I, the house that I went to middle school and high school in. And so living back at home has actually been really great. I've been able to spend more time with my family. I've been able to spend time with siblings. My sister lives here for a time as well, but it's also brought a lot of shame with it as well and a lot of comparison and a lot of imposter syndrome. Um, so I'm, tw- I'm 25 years old and a lot of my friends, they have graduated from college at this point in their lives. Um, and they maybe had majors that were like stem majors or business majors, and so a lot of my friends have been able to find uh jobs straight out of college that are well paying jobs at least in 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 my perspective, they're really well paying jobs their their salary um they have salaries right they have um they have benefits they have all these different things and they they're in a lot better financial situation than I find myself and so there's a lot of comparison with that. There's a lot of imposter syndrome. There's a lot of, you know, I for example, I can't necessarily buy all the things that my friends are able to buy. Um I can't necessarily like if I want a new coat or a new jacket, I can't necessarily afford that. Maybe I have to, you know, go to a thrift store or or budget or you know, I can't I can't afford all the things that my friends can afford. Um, my friends can afford to go on kind of fancy trips, like, um, outside the country and, and go and do all these fun things that, that necessarily I, I may not be able to do so. Cause I don't have as much financial freedom at this point in my life. And so there's been a lot of feelings of like, I'm this 24 year old guy, like I'm broke. Um, I'm a, I'm in debt cause I'm going to grad school right now. Um, and so there's been a lot of, um, a lot of kind of depression from just comparing myself to other people and, and, and feeling sad, at the, the circumstance I currently find myself in and wishing that that circumstance was different. And, um, and also another experience I had back in October, um, I actually took a trip to Hawaii with some friends and I ended up having a conversation with one of my close friends at that time. Um, and I accidentally said some things that, that I didn't mean to say, um, that ended up like hurting this person, um, very badly. Um, and there was a, unfortunately a falling out from that. And a lot of that is, is my fault. I really didn't handle the situation very well. I kind of blamed the other person and like, I didn't even mean to say that, like, you shouldn't have been offended with this. And, um, I felt kind of like the victim in that situation, um, and kind of blamed that person for a lot of things. And, and there's still a part of me that really struggles with that. Um, and is still kind of, there's a part of me that's still kind of angry and, and resentful towards that person. And, and so I really had to, I've really struggled with those emotions. And, and there was also kind of a, a painful falling out, not only with that particular friend, but because that, that person was tied to a particular friend group, I kind of had to say goodbye to that friend group in a way. And so I've, I've experienced the severing of several friendships and relationships because of that one event and because of how I reacted to it. And so I've, I've found that often me blaming that person and being angry and resentful towards that person is a defense mechanism against the feelings of anger and shame that I have directed towards myself. Because I understand that a lot of what happened came from, from me saying things the wrong way and um, not expressing myself very well, not communicating very well. And then also not handling the situation very well and and blaming the other person. And so um, those are just three kind of basic things, and once again, getting vulnerable with you guys here, um, that I've found myself kind of struggling with, um, and, and leading to this behavior of, of not wanting to deal with those emotions, wanting to numb and distract from those emotions, and, and wishing that my life and my circumstances had gone a different direction than it has, um, and, and not fully appreciating what I have in the present moment. And, and so, yeah, this, this, this phone call with my friend Andre kind of helped me realize these things and, um, and was really well-timed and kind of helped me snap out of it, so to speak. And, um, and so just to kind of tie this all in, um, all these things are examples of of resisting the present moment, of resisting the current circumstances that I find my life in. And what's interesting about these things um, is that they keep me living in the past, so to speak. They keep me away from the present moment. And, And depression sort of keeps us living in the past and anxiety keeps us worried about the future. And so both of those things tend to pull us away from the present moment. And, um, anything that pulls us away from the present moment affects our ability to connect in the here and now, because where we form relationships, where we experience true connection is in the present moment. It's in the here and now. And so when we have things in the past that, that we wish had gone a certain way, or we have things in the future that, that. We are so anxious about going a certain way and we're so focused on outcomes and we're so focused on on wishing that things could be different or wishing that, that our circumstances were different. It distracts us from what is available in the here and now. An example of that in, in my life, from the examples I just shared, is while I've been so kind of depressed and down about how certain things in my life has gotten, while I've been living here at home, I've found that. I, I tend to towards those numbing and those distracting activities, and I miss out on on the people that are around me, namely my parents and My parents are you know two of the most important people and influential people in my life, and two of the relationships that matter most in my life and so really, while I'm living here at home, I should be focused on on that relationship with my mother and my father on building that relationship on on spending quality time with them on um, truly connecting with them and, and enriching and enhancing that relationship with them and, and making memories with them while I still can. And, um, and it's interesting just, just experiencing those things and experiencing those emotions. It tended to, to my reaction to them was to, was to go on my phone, was to, um, was to spend endless times on Instagram and, and YouTube and and, and all these different things. And it isolated me from my parents. And so, um, we need to, to have the ability to get out of the past and get out of the future and focus on the here and now focus on the connection and the the potential for connection that exists for us in the here and now. Um, Instead of instead of numbing, instead of isolating and consuming, we need to truly appreciate what is available in the here and now. And we might we might think, well, what's available here and now isn't pleasant. Like I don't want to experience this, I don't want to focus on this. I'd rather distract myself and numb myself from it. But we need to to be mindful of the opportunities that it can create. Because As i mentioned earlier truly allowing ourselves to to embrace the pain or the discomfort that we feel allows us to later appreciate the comfort and the pleasure that will inevitably come in the future Um, life is a balance we need to appreciate um, things like rest by working by being diligent by being proactive And I found that kind of during this last week, as I've had a lot of time on my hands, I was doing a lot of resting, a lot of time on the couch, on my phone, without that balance of work and productivity. And so I wasn't, I wasn't content. I wasn't fulfilled. I was just being idle and lazy. And it created a lot of difficult feelings and emotions. Um, And so in life, we need to be able to struggle. We need to... um, be able to go through difficult things so that we can appreciate ease so that we can appreciate the times in our life that are a little more comfortable that are a little more um, satisfying Um, and then in the spirit of turn outward, of course always tying it into focusing on other people and living for other people um, we need to get outside of ourselves we need to truly serve other people in order to truly appreciate ourselves because when we When we truly get outside of ourselves and we connect with other people, then that creates peace and satisfaction with who we are. It creates connection. It creates meaning. It creates purpose. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Uh, We finally have video. Hopefully, you guys can see the video um, along with the audio as well. Uh, Please make sure to, as I said, share the podcast with your friends. Please make sure to like and review and do whatever you can to help the Turnout Word podcast grow. Thank you so much, and have a great day and a great rest of your week.